0: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the DemCast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, still quarantined in D.C., and today Rob Anderson is back. He is a candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives in Louisiana. He's cool. He's a straight talker. He's down to earth. And we got to help him win. I am going to include the link to where you can donate to his website in the description of the show. And then right below the show description today, I have a new announcement. There's going to be a link for you. So I am a now an Amazon associate, and that means that I am a participant in the Amazon LLC Associates Program. It's an affiliate advertising program designed to provide a means for me to earn fees by linking Amazon.com and affiliated sites. So just click on that link that I provide and go shopping through that Amazon. That would be awesome. If you can do it, I'd appreciate it. Um, also, on Wednesday, I'm going to be interviewing Noel Kazler. This is a get for me. I am excited to talk to him because he worked, he's a stand up comic, but he worked as a staffer on The Apprentice. Now, he's definitely made the rounds on all the podcasts. I know a lot of you are already familiar with his story, but of course, I want to have my shot and interview him, and I can't wait. So he said yes. He said yes, guys. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And then I also just want to remind you that after I speak with Rob, I do, I stay on a little longer in my outro, and I go through this list. There's a Huffington Post article that offers up, um, there's basically, it's COVID-19 is messing with everyone's mental health. Here are Subtle Signs that it's affecting yours. So I go over that list and I show people or I tell people, yeah, I'm experiencing this and I'm experiencing that. But I think we're all experiencing a little bit of whether it's depression or anxiety. This list has some physical symptoms that might be showing up. Just going to throw it out there because you can be, you can change it up if you're aware. Sometimes things happen, you know, while you're going through a stressful situation Like, for instance, one of them is a headache, and I address that because I've been getting headaches. If you understand maybe the root of the problem, if you think, oh, it's coming in part because of stress from COVID and because of stress from Trump, there are things you can do and just look up. Oh, I'm having this particular problem. You can look up on the internet ways to overcome that. So I just provided that list. And then outside of that, The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners. It's also woman run. I don't have corporate backers and I don't use advertisers. It's patrons who keep the show going. And if you enjoyed today's show, take a look at the About page and check out some of my past guests. I have interviewed such cool people. I mean, from actors to political pundits. Sometimes those interviews are just, if I'm going to interview an actor, occasionally I just stick to their craft, but most of the time we also talk about politics. Other than that, the show is pretty much a politically driven show. Whether it's social issues or the current politics of the moment, definitely some good discussions. And I like to say that even though I do interviews, I like I like to think that this show is more of a discussion. It's like I'm, you know, I, I call people on the phone. So I feel like I'm talking on the phone with them because I literally am. (laughs) Just visit patreon.com slash start me up. You can sign up for like two bucks a month. And the way that I'm doing it right now is I have two patrons only show shows per month. I do two free shows every week on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then those two patrons only shows, I do those two times a month. If you sign up for $4 or less, you get access to all the free shows as well as one patrons only show. If you sign up for $5 or more, you get everything. You get both patrons only shows as well as all those free shows delivered to your email box. You don't have to go searching for them. And you know, like I said, you could sign up for two bucks a month. And if you're like, hey, I really want to catch that second show you can upgrade later. And don't feel that you have to go by my tiers. I have created a number of tiers. You can pick and choose whatever tier you want, and you could change the dollar amount. So you could go to, say, the $5 tier and change it to $65 a month or $23 a month or $17. Whatever you want to do, don't feel that you have to stick to those tiers. Also, you can make a one-time donation by checking out the text in my Patreon description. I always include my email address with my PayPal info. It's easy, and sometimes people prefer doing that. You can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. I'm just going to say thank you in advance, and please, 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 for everyone who hasn't done it, thank you for all of the uh, ratings and, and, and just becoming a subscriber on Apple Podcasts because it's free it's easy and it's free. Just click subscribe. Boom, you're done. And then while you're there, if you could give me a rating and then give me a review because podcasts and authors, don't forget authors too, need reviews. So you don't have to go into this whole spiel. You could just say, Hey, I love Kimberly's show. If you want to add more, add more. If you just don't want to say very much, you can just say, this is a great show. I like it. Anyway, that's it. Thank you for everyone who's done it. I am grateful for all of my patrons. I appreciate you guys. I love doing what I do. I cannot wait to talk to Rob today and then Noel Kassler on Wednesday. So excited. So for now, please enjoy my conversation with Rob Anderson. Welcome back to the podcast, Rob.
1: Thank you for having me. You were so much fun the first time I was overjoyed. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Um, Well, I'm glad to hear it. And, you know, I love doing the show. So it really, it's like my ego is just, you know, swelling right now.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, and and it shows. Uh, You know, I've done a fair number of interviews and yours is memorable. Well, thank you. If that's not a compliment, I don't know
0: what it is. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. I really do. And thank you. I just want to let uh, listeners know. Rob is so busy because he's running for House of Representatives. He's on his way right now. He's driving, actually, um, to go to something, and, and he's fitting me in. So that's all awesome. So I just want you to know uh, that, you know, he is driving. So keep, but you better be safe, Rob.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a hands free mic, and it's a wide open highway. Yeah. Okay. We're right. on our way, actually, right now to uh, Lake Charles. Uh, we're donating a bunch of things, of course, and then we're checking on our own house. Right. Uh, which we've been out of that power for just over two weeks now, almost three weeks.
0: Yeah, I was going so to ask what, you about that. that. You said there's, there's a m- lot
1: going on, plus a campaign.
0: Right. <laughs> you you said that you um, you haven't had power and then no drinkable water?
1: Uh, some parts of the district have no drinkable water. Wow. Um, to clarify. Uh, our water was unaffected in my particular neighborhood, uh-huh. uh, but they immediately instituted a oil order in Kauksu Parish and surrounding areas after the hurricane, and there's been no update on whether those, wow. that, that has been lifted. So, you know, if you have to boil your tap water, I consider that undrinking.
0: Right, exactly. So as far it's as you're, funny. are you, are you um, staying somewhere else? Are you staying at your home? Do you do you have your power back
1: yet? No, we do not. Uh, no, we're staying. Uh, we evacuated wow. uh, to our kind of home away from home in okay. Montefiade, gotcha. Louisiana. Um, us and the cats, and then we go back every couple days. There's a lot of cleanup to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. We had a lot of trees fall down. We were fortunate that our house was not damaged Mm -hmm. at all, but... Almost every tree in the yard was. Uh, wow. You know, I've got firewood for the next 75 years in Louisiana. That's <laughs> you know, winter only about a week a year.
0: I know, right?
1: I we're going to be donating a whole lot of firewood, I think. Or wow. Mulch. Mulch That's- should be cheap next Right, week. exactly. Uh,
0: Wow. Um, the last time that I spoke to you or you were on the show, I, rem- I, yeah. I believe you said your daughter was waiting for a COVID test result. Um, I just wanted to find out what's going on with her. I might have that wrong, but I do remember there was co- kind of a question. No, you have it right. Okay.
1: Uh, and yes, she was COVID positive. And, That's right. Uh, fortunately, she worked at a job uh, where she didn't go bankrupt while she got better. Wow. Uh, you know, she had paid leave and yeah. they followed the state's recommendations of, uh, quarantine after, you know, your last symptom and all yeah. that. Uh, she's back at work doing quite well and still fighting, fighting a good fight, fighting the power. So, so can uh, I ask yeah, you what, well there.
0: what kind of symptoms did she have?
1: Uh, my, uh, just a shout out since we haven't said yet. Uh, Clarissa is here with me. So hello. the next voice you're going to hear is my wife, Clarissa, and she's going to talk about her symptoms.
0: Hi, Clarissa. Hi.
1: Um, <laughs> hello. Uh, she it was a very, very, very heavy cold, which is what she thought it was. Yeah. Then she thought it was the flu and bronchial. So all of hers was upper respiratory. Mm. And she actually didn't tell us about it until after she got better because she didn't want to make me anxious.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah,
1: so to, to, I was giving you the Enron. At the time, we were waiting on a COVID test. She told us it was negative. Right. And a month later, she told us, yeah, I had it. I just didn't want mom to worry. Oh.
0: So, uh, well, I'm glad that so she's doing better, know. yeah.
1: But it, it ended well.
0: That's good. I'm really glad Run. that she's doing better. This this is like, I'm so freaked out. My mother said to me that I'm probably the most cautious person in the United States. <laughs> I'm going to go along with her and say, yeah, I probably am. I mean, I don't even, if I walk into a building, I take a shower. When You know, I come home, I, I, I treat myself as if I've been contaminated, and then I take a shower and wash. Wow. I know, I know. A lot of people don't go to the extremes that I do, but I just, I just really don't want it. I know Alyssa Milano got it, and I believe there, what she has is yeah. called like the long hauler, where I think she got it on April second, and she still, just the other day, she was posting about ringing in her ears, and I know that she did a, a video where she, her hair was falling out, she was combing her hair to show everybody, and it's just, it scares me so much. Right, so right. you know, it's just, I, I I'm just trying yeah. to be safe. But um, one... we just
1: did a call with her the other day. She's uh, she's still at it. I mean, yeah. she's uh, still feisty and involved, and even more involved yeah. than ever now uh, in the uh, you know fight to get Joe Biden elected. Yes, uh, yes. In her case, but also a lot of uh, we were on the call because she's also supporting many uh, uh, Democrats running for office. She's right. She's really getting involved across the country. Uh, yeah, I can testify to that person. Yeah, she. Uh, you she know, she. Dark on Saturday.
0: Wow, that's awesome. She's she's fantastic. I mean, she really does put her money where her mouth is, and she, uh, you know, watching oh, her. Yeah. yeah, watching her for the last several years. I mean, she's probably not going to do it this year, but you know, she's driven people to the polls, and and she and, and the thing is, is she records it so that I think she can inspire other people to feel like, oh, I can do that, and so it's like really, she, she's amazing. You know, she really is. Sometimes she gets a lot of shit, even from people on our side. But I will always uh, stand yeah, up for her. Does. Yeah, she does, and I will always stand up for her because she she is authentic. And you know, whether she gets everything right at every turn, it's like, oh my God, nobody's perfect. But she is sincere, and she's passionate, and she fights really hard for everyone. So I'm always going to be appreciative of her efforts. And everything that she does but that said i heard um there's word on the web that you're the twitter king
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes and uh, i'll be careful when describing that because uh, uh what had happened is uh one of the one of the consultants who shall we say supports one of the other one of my opponents in this race uh made derisive comments about uh, other people of the race, and one of which is calling me the Twitter Twitter (laughs) king. And I said, okay, so I'm the Twitter (laughs) king. That's quite an honor for, you know, a a bohunk in rural southwestern Michigan. You know, we've come a long way, baby. Right. Um, I just just took it with amusement. But then the backlash actually went against the person who posted it. Uh, because I did it with such humor. And then, right. why are you attacking us? was Like, I'm not attacking you. I was defending myself. Exactly. I didn't mention y'all at all. As you'll wow. notice, I did not mention uh, whose campaign we were talking about. So such if snowflakes. you have a guilty conscience, you know, <laughs> that's on you. I didn't mention anybody. I just, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have been fortunate that uh, we've reached a lot of people on Twitter and our audience is growing daily. That's, yeah, uh, you,
0: you've got to really. People just like opinion. the way I ramble, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> well, because your your opponent, Clay, your opponent Clay Higgins seems to be a bit of a halfwit. So. <laughs> oh. I know. I, I know you can't half, say but... that. You can't say that, but I can. Oh yeah, he's a,
1: well, I, I was going to say he's a no wit. You know, <laughs> if you want to give him half, then you know, you know, give the benefit of the doubt. yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's. He's not outright stupid. Right. But, uh, politically, yeah. he's he's. You know, he just does the party line. So yes. he has no ideas of his own. So whatever. The, uh, Steve Scalise runs the Republican delegation in the state. Minority huh. whips Steve Scalise. Uh, so Clay just does what Steve tells him. Yeah. Mean, so they say, well, today, you know, Democrats are socialists. Make sure you call it right. Socialists. And then every now and then he whips out the, you know, let's shoot some black folks posts. <laughs> so uh, opposition research against uh, Clay isn't that hard, actually. Let's talk. <laughs> Um, and say, wow. I'm not that. And one of my followers actually made a meme say vote for Rob Anderson, he won't shoot you. you
0: know, like, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my God, that's When hilarious. you boil it down,
1: it's true. Yes. You know, I'm not going to shoot, I'm not going to threaten to shoot my voters like he did. Exactly. So, you know.
0: That's crazy. Uh, yeah,
1: the, the, the amazing thing about our race and the reason we have a shot down here is because we're not running on far left or far right or any ideology. We're just running on common sense. Mm-hmm got a problem you fix it you know right shouting about shouting about you know the deep state's going to take over the world and master the work of the devil people can read these days and they yeah. read the media and they go oh, "This guy's a little office rocker you know yeah it's, so, it's true His message well it's going for inspiring but it just comes off like a balloon
0: so so many of them do and i'm just where are you right now in the race yeah w- what's your polling right now
1: uh we got some polling coming soon actually okay that discussion okay. um I don't know if the news of the Democratic Party state operations reach other states, but we've had an interesting summer in the Democratic State Party, uh, which is just sort of getting sorted out now. Uh-huh. And then they'll do official endorsements and polling and you know gotcha. all that good stuff. So, wow, cool.
0: Uh, all right. Well, then, I,
1: from our social media polling and and word of mouth, we're doing very well.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, God, I just I just hope that and
1: that's objective, not subjective.
0: Right. Um, Because I'm looking at, you know, the way their their strategy for Biden is insane. I mean, there's like obviously whatever they're trying to throw at Biden, it's not sticking. So now they've basically come up with this pathetic strategy to blame him for Trump's failures and even on uh, oh, I know. That was amazing. Yes. And and we're seeing it. I mean, even Stephanopoulos was talking to Simone Sanders and asked, you know, what, why didn't Joe Biden do A, B and C in January and February? I mean, her answer, she said he right. wasn't briefed, but it's like he wasn't the president. That's why. And, you know, I mean, he can't even believe it's Stephanopoulos. But I saw that, you know, Rome. What is her last name? Rona, whatever the press secretary. I just can't stand her. Um, yeah. you know, she's jumping on this uh, bandwagon acting like it. So I've just decided yep. that I'm going to blame Biden for everything. Like, you know, I, I just said that I'm 52 years old right now, but I'm heavier than I was at 32. Fucking Biden. You <laughs> know, it's like That's right. oh my god. Thanks,
1: Biden. <laughs> I know yeah, that it's... me too. I turned fifty two in November and I'm definitely heavier than I thirty five. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, thanks Biden. It's
0: just ridiculous Damn Joe how Biden. they're just behaving like yes. I mean, you know, I, I do want to say, though, I think that it's it's frightening because, I mean, we can point to them and say they're so stupid and no, they're not stupid. This is this right. is um, calculated and it's it's something that they're yep. doing on purpose, because clearly, I mean, I'm watching these rallies. I'm watching these people running toward, you know, like running toward their death right. And right. with with these like right. super spreader events and i feel like this is not america i mean it's not the america that i knew it's not the america that we knew and i can't believe what i'm seeing and so the fact that these people in you know these in what i think are right wing extremists are pushing these ridiculous narratives but the thing is is that it doesn't matter the 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 red hats are going to buy it they're just going to buy it they're not going to question no. it. it doesn't matter if they can see in front of their face you know i mean it doesn't matter that they know Trump is president, and then Trump is looking around going, this is Biden's America. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: Right. right. But it's yeah, a cult. It's our first video, asked, this is what's going to happen in Biden's America. Like you mean the, the protests last week in Wisconsin under your
0: presidency
1: yeah. or somehow Joe's fault.
0: <laughs> I know. I don't you understand. Know, and, then,
1: and then Ronald McDaniel, the McDaniel. GOP uh, thing, uh, I can't believe, you know, facts don't lie, Joe. You didn't do anything about coronavirus. Right. like, wow. <laughs> Neither did I, really.
0: Well, yeah, actually, I did. We donated PPE here. In loop, oh, yeah. That's but,
1: awesome. you know, yeah. I did more than Rona did, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Rona, Rona McDaniel, whatever
0: her name is. Yeah, Rona, whatever. She's she's uh, uh, Romney's niece. So how are you feeling about this? Yeah, exactly. Uh how How are you feeling about this? Because, obviously, I mean, okay, first of all, let me just start this off with... He said this before it is not the first time but on Saturday night at a rally Trump said that you know okay well uh four more years and then four more years after that because we were treated so badly. Right. Okay, this is not a new line. Right. But then I think it was also on Saturday or Sunday Roger Stone came out and said he should declare martial law if he loses the election. What do you what do you like first of all my first part of the question is how are you feeling about the outcome and second what do you think I mean like how bad, I mean, I don't know, how bad do you think it's going to be? be? That
1: Let's just say... Well, like, I do... Go ahead. I do think that if we don't, I think the American public, we yes. have to turn out the vote in record numbers too big too big to cheat. Yes. As, uh, uh, yeah. Many have said we have to... And I think if the margin is so definitive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, then Electoral College landslide, yeah, uh, disavowing Trump. It will remove any teeth he has. Now, is he still going to try to drag it through the courts and contest? And Well, he's shown that his entire life. Yeah. That's, that's what he's going to do. He's not going to accept it. The danger could be that if it's close enough that he just tells his supporters oh, i won, they just cheated mm-hmm. and then basically turn it into mob action, mm-hmm. we could actually see mm-hmm. some civil unrest over
0: yes. there. Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely
1: uh, agree. Am I worried? Okay. I, I, you know, you prepare for the worst and plan for the best yeah. whatever that expression is hope for the best
0: hope for the best for the right yeah
1: um, we have to acknowledge that Trump has made it quite clear that he's not he doesn't want to go because mm-hmm. he knows the law is waiting for him once he no longer can invoke you know sovereign mm-hmm. powers as mm-hmm. he has been uh, once he's uh, accountable to the southern district of New York He's not going to enjoy that at all. So <laughs> I, I think he wants to die in office yeah. for that. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, you know, get out the vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really. Somebody keeps saying, <laughs> you know, it's a common line that this is the most important election of your lifetime, but this is the most important election of our lifetime. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, it I absolutely do think is. democracy
1: yeah. itself is on the table. Yeah. I on I, the ballot.
0: I wanted to ask you. Okay. Well, then. Um, well, you answered both my questions. So, the other thing that I want to bring okay. up, the other thing I want to bring up is that I I get frustrated. I mean, I'm full-on Democrat. I support the Democratic Party. I will definitely uh criticize them when I feel they deserve it, and I agree with you that, you know, because this is the most important election. I mean, they say that about every election, but this one is so specifically true. But aside from that, mm-hmm. it's like um how, I think Democrats need to, to be more on the offense. Uh, I don't think we should stoop to the level of Republicans because that is just a failed... It, that, that means that our American experiment has completely failed. But I do think that we need to be more aggressive. And so I'm just wondering, as a, a, you know, an elected official, providing that's what happens for you, how, how can you... like? What do you think Democrats how do you think they should behave and, you know, moving forward just as a party, and if you're part of that party, how can we combat this Republican machine that just completely ignores reality, it ignores whatever kind of laws there are or norms or traditions, how can we combat that like in a badass way, but without also breaking rules and laws?
1: Okay. That's a very good question, and of my plan of attack was accountability with a swagger. <laughs> um, kind of uh, putting yourself up um, to live, you know, to walk the walk. Yeah, uh, If you're going to preach to truth in politics and getting corporate money out and a progressive agenda, such as I do, uh, some Democrats are more centrist than others, uh, for Louisiana, I'm far left. For you know California, I'd be almost moderate right. You know, <laughs> of what reason. But I mean, for Louisiana, very progress, progressive, because I believe in the root word progress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, going forward, out of 1952, where Louisiana's politics seemed to be stuck, uh, is paramount. And the reason, the way you do that, is by showing here's how you can be an honest politician. The word does not exist. An honest public servant mm-hmm. uh, be accountable to your to your to your you know constituents, but do it in social media, letting them know. Yeah, that's right. I told you the truth. Yes, make note of it. Um, people do appreciate. You know, we're we're in the 21st century. People do appreciate not only that you're honest, but you're very meta about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, be be intelligent. Be aware that you're on film. You know. Hmm. Uh, people always act in documentaries like they're not being filmed. And one of the... <laughs> you remember the show Moonlighting in the 80s? Oh, kind of broke yeah. broke the fourth wall and started talking to the camera. Yeah. That was groundbreaking, that. But, you know, let's not pretend we're, we're doing a cinema every time we're giving a press conference. You're trying to talk to people. Yeah. So be aware that you're talking to people. Um, and then actually talk to them and they, here's the key, listen to them. Yes. When, you, when your voters tell you something, listen to it. <laughs> and say... The truth to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, An example I use a lot. It's an unfortunate one, but it's true. Here is uh, two years ago, the first time I ran, sort of as a a protest candidate in uh, 2018 against Clay Higgins. We went down to visit the southern part of my district, which is right on the Gulf, called Cameron. Now, Cameron is being encroached uh, by the Gulf every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're losing. You know, they've, they've done various metrics measure it, they used to say a football field a minute, you know, a football wow. field a day. We're losing every day to the golf. It's you know, Cameron is the part of the state that this the part of the state disappearing. Um so I had one of my uh potential constituents was there and says, I have a camp in Cameron. The water used to be a mile away and now it's literally across the road from my house. What do I do? Hmm. Uh you know, I've asked the government for help, building levees, do this and that and I told him Unfortunately, the congressman you have now, nothing's gonna happen, yeah. I would tell if I were you. I would try to, you know, sell it uh, because once it gets covered by water, then it's federal wetlands and you don't own it anymore. Then you just bought mm-hmm. And he appreciated me telling him, I'm not gonna blow smug up your ass. I'm not gonna tell you, oh yeah, will come here, save it, you know, you know God bless America. I yeah. told him, you keep voting against your own self-interest. <laughs> There's nothing I can do,
0: yeah.
1: and it's probably too late. Even if I was elected that last time, I mean, you're talking about a part of the, you know, once you're within 20 or 30 feet of the waterline coming in, you know, there's no levies you can build. Yeah. It's too late. So wow. it's, it's being proactive is, mm-hmm. is what I said. That's what I can offer. Um, I think, did that answer the question? Yeah. Accountability with a swagger.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, just to—
1: Being, being proud of the truth.
0: Yes, and I agree with you and i and I just want to add because maybe you're going to be a member of Congress, and then I have your ear, so I'm going to take it. Uh, what I would love to see from Democrats also is i mean, and you kind of touched on this like be honest with them i wish I wish that the politicians the uh elected elected officials, public servants, would especially people like you who understand how to use social media and have a good presence would maybe do, like, take some questions, whether it's you record yourself answering them or, you know, you just, you can, whether you do a Facebook Live or however you do it, but you could say, hey, I'm, uh you know, I'm looking for my constituents. I want to see what you have to say. Ask me your questions. I'll answer you. And then, you know, you could do like a fireside chat or also and end, I should say, end. I also <laughs> wish that I could see Democrats bragging about, what Democrats have done for Americans, you know, whether it's the 40 hour work week or social security. And really, because I, I felt like in 20, what was it in 2014? It, you know, the outcome, the, the turnout for the 2018 midterm was really bad. It was the worst in 80 years and Democrats across the United States refused to just, you know, embrace Obamacare, embrace Obama and embrace all of the things that, were good for us at the time. It was like they were afraid to do it. I remember, I, I, Alice is it Allison Lunderson, Lunder, whatever her name was, Lunderson Grimes. I don't know her name, so I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. But she was running against Mitch McConnell, and she was doing, uh, you know, she was doing pretty good. She got she got some coverage, but she just refused to stand up and brag about what Democrats have done. And I think it's because I think it's because they're afraid, especially in a red state, that they're afraid. They're going to turn off the Republican voters. But the Republican voters are already turned off. And the Democratic voters are the ones that need to be engaged, especially because I remember in 2018, when Beto came so close in Texas, I remember a couple of people being interviewed and they said, look, we've been living in Texas and it's been red and we just figured there was no hope. Now, you know, we see Democrats are coming out to vote. And so we actually can turn Texas blue. There are possibly enough Democrats and you know even with gerrymandering and stuff like that I just I would love to see elected officials really making sure that that the the electorate is they understand what Democrats have done and that they understand that like the economy is always better under Democrats because people just don't know this and there's this whole pool of people who don't vote you know, and it's like, and and right. and and then there's the, and I'll sh- I'll shut up in a minute and ask you something. But when I was young, That's funny. <laughs> when I was a young girl, I or a oh, young woman, I should say, I didn't realize that the president nominates the Supreme Court justices and that the Senate votes them in, and I didn't fully right. full. I mean, I knew the Supreme Court. I understood you know, in an overall sense of what it was, but I didn't fully grasp it because I just wasn't paying attention. If I was aware right. and it had been explained to me that, that, you know, the Supreme Court makes decisions on my life, on my personal life and what I can do and that the Senate is the one that votes them in, I do believe I would have been interested in politics at a younger age, but what I just, that's what I don't see coming from the Democratic Party and I just wish that I would see more of that and so, you know, I'm just I'm just throwing that in your ear because you know you might be elected. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting it in there.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, I've, there's a couple of responses I have. That is, uh, when we joined, when uh, my campaign joined the No Dems Left Behind coalition, of which I'm a part, which is a group. Uh, there's about a dozen of us uh, Democrats running in the red district. The first thing I told them because I was the uh, you know the Twitter heavyweight when they join
0: you know, <laughs> all King.
1: these uh, Democrats. They had like one or two thousand followers. You know, yeah. normal startup campaigns. And I'd been at it for a little bit, so I gave them my advice: is one, be proud of being a Democrat. Yes. Don't 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 apologize for your position. Yes. People know, you know, that Republicans are one thing, or they used to, and Democrats are another mm-hmm. ideologically. You now these days, that shifted, as we know, that's a whole other can of worms. But nevertheless. Don't be ashamed that, you you know, your party did the Civil Rights Act mm-hmm. in 1964 and, uh, you know, push for Social Security, as you mentioned, yeah. and uh, all the union pro-union stuff, the 40-hour work week, uh, you know, uh, uh, overtime to or anything over that, uh, that kind of stuff. Democrats have done a lot of things. And, you know, we're all, what I was seeing on social media is they're all apologetic. It's like, I'm very sorry, yeah. you know, that we... Uh, that we're the party of diversity. We're sorry, that women need health and <laughs> right. uh, say in their own. I'm very sorry that it offends you, but yeah, I was like, screw that. Yes. You know, I'm not a turn the other cheek kind of Democrat. Yeah. You know, I'm just not. Well, that's what I appreciate. Like, this is what I believe. You don't believe? That? I don't care. <laughs> you know, you're not voting for me on what my opinion is. Here's yeah. my opinion. I don't like zucchini. That's an opinion. <laughs> what uh, is that going to affect my vote? <laughs> right, I don't like. Zucchini. <laughs> um, is that going to affect my vote? Is that going to affect for me fighting for my district to get remediation for coastal damage, to hold oil companies accountable? Is that yeah. going to affect that? No, no, it's not. If Trump is still president, could I work with him? Sure. Yeah. As much as he works with the House now, which is you know not right. at all because he's the one that's part of it. Yes. You know, uh, half of my neighbors, of course, were, people think we're in a red state, and it's not really that. We're in a non-voting state. Hmm. Democrats actually outnumber Republicans in Louisiana. Wow. Uh, the problem wow. is getting them out to the vote and yeah. giving them something to believe in. Because the candidates they get every year, they're corporate sponsored. Oh, here's another here's another Chad or another Karen, you yeah. know, picked for us, handpicked by the, you know, the Bobby, the labor board. Um, and, you know, we decided that we went the grassroots route and actually were successful. Yeah. In reaching out and you know, gaining presence and then the media's like, Oh, who's this guy? He's you know, he's a strong challenger. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> and then so many people are like, they disagree with me on this or that but it's like we can disagree on things. Yeah. I'm still gonna be ten times better than this idiot who's paid off by a special interests and is not listening to you anyway. Yeah. And wants to shoot the other ass. You know. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's I think that's where Democrats really just need to own own their successes and Absolutely. you know I mean but I yeah. think the nature of a democrat for them be accountable for
1: their
0: failures yes and be accountable for their failures and be open to criticism and to you know understand I mean I, I I consider myself progressive I mean I grew up on both yeah. coasts right I was in California for the most part of my most of my life I was in California and I was born in yeah. Maryland and I'm, now I'm back in Maryland both blue states And I consider myself progressive, but I'm very much like a Warren progressive. I think that she's got it down really well in that she doesn't spend her time attacking the Democratic Party. She just understands what needs to be fixed and offers up those solutions. And, you know, and I think that's the perfect way to do it, because it's like we can all stand around pointing our fingers and yelling. But, in the right. end, it's right. about we need to address uh, the issues that are affecting everybody in this country, especially people of color, women of color. They have it the worst. And so, you know, yeah. instead, like I said, instead of you know, and then it's like the platitudes are great, but really, we just we want to know. And I think you know, the fact that you're one of these people that just says it like it is, you're not a bullshitter. And I hope you stay that way, which I think you will. But Oh, I will. I, I will. And I'm pretty sure you will. Oh, uh,
1: speaking <laughs> of, yeah. I was chuckling before when you said uh, you, should, you should do like a fireside chat. You may not notice, but every week uh, since this campaign has started, or since February anyway, we've done what we call a swamp side chat uh, <laughs> on YouTube and Twitter Live every Wednesday night.
0: That's perfect.
1: Not to advertise for it. It's not a podcast. But it is a live Q&A where I say, hit me with any question. I will answer anything.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, every
1: Wednesday night at 7. Mm-hmm. And it was based on yeah, Roosevelt called a fireside chat. Yeah. We call our swamp side because we are literally filming in a pocket by you. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, I you know, had not. Uh, I hadn't seen that. But yeah, history, I'm, that's awesome. Because that's what I feel like. You know, you know I also think that Democrats should. This is my idea. But I think that Democrats should find the money wherever it would be. And put on some kind of show, whether it, it, it only aired on online or if they wanted to do, I, you know, it probably cost so much for television, but online it wouldn't cost very much or anything except for no. creating it. But where you could do a thing with celebrities and children, so you could have, you could have children explaining government to a celebrity. And, you know, that way, like, for That'd instance, awesome. yeah, explaining like what I just said about the Supreme Court so that um, because yeah. that, that would draw in kids, it would draw in people. And, you know, kids kind of say the darndest things. You know, you'd have to have a kid who got it and who understood it. It would have to be explained to them. Of and then, They'd have to explain it back. But, you know, the idea is when you're working with the kid. Uh, anything can come up and they can they can take you spy so it would be something that everybody could enjoy all ages and the celebrity would pull in the adults and so, there's so many adults that don't even know you know how government works in fact i think trump has helped to educate us in a lot of areas where we just we didn't really realize these things before but now trump's president we're like oh because he broke that law he broke that rule he broke that norm so now we right. can see you know, what, what's really going on. And it helps because when you understand how government works, you, you absolutely have more of a motivation to vote. And you do realize that because, you know, with that whole, that whole, um, argument that the lazy people have that, you know, voting doesn't matter and all the candidates are the same and, um, or like, you know, my vote doesn't matter. It's like, well, there are people who have won elections by like 10 votes. In fact, there's this sure. there's this guy, and I don't want to go into this too long because unfortunately he's a Democrat, but he's terrible, and he's this young guy who did who used revenge porn when he was a uh, um, he's 19 now, but he was I think 14, 15 years old. He was he was uh, using revenge porn against girls in his school, and as late as last year, his girlfriend said that he was strangling her and. It, And he's terrible, and he ran as a Democrat, and he beat out the incumbent by 14 votes. And the thing that pisses me off is that both Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald came to his defense when it came out that he, because I guess he stepped down. There was all this uh, uproar because he had used revenge porn and all this stuff, and so he decided he was going to step down, but then Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald came up and defended him, and now he's back in the race. But the whole point of this is... He he won by fourteen votes. I mean, that's that's almost nothing, and so yes, votes matter. (laughs) They're extremely important, and I just people don't get it, and so we really need people like you who are going to give that straight talk. Where, like, when I talk to you, I don't feel like you are trying to sell me on anything. I don't feel like you are, you you know, you are schmoozing me. You are just being real, and I really appreciate that because whenever somebody talks to you with that kind of a attitude, you just, you have a tendency to take them seriously and believe them. And you don't feel like you're being snowed and you don't feel like they're playing some game with you that you're going to bait and switch once you get in. And so, uh, and I really hope that you get in. Oh my God, that'd be so great. But, um, I'm just, you know, it's, it's just something that I really would like to see Democrats do more of. Um, it's just take that kind of be a little bit more alpha you know, <laughs> Alpha and Take in Charge.
1: Yep, I agreed with all that. But was a long-winded response. But I was like, "Yep."
0: So, did you, you did you happen to watch uh, Bob Wordwood last night on sixty Minutes?
1: No, did not. had a Had a thing up until oh god, one in the morning campaign meeting. So, no, I saw a note on it this morning. So, feel free to uh, be the one to educate me on what happened.
0: Well, I mean, I think you, you obviously know that the, the main part of it is that, you know, Trump admitted that he knew and but yeah. but, but I thought yep. there, there is one thing that I kind of want to bring up um, that Jen Kirkman, the comedian, she did a video about this. And, and, and I I agree with her because basically uh, Woodward said that he believed, you know, he thought, OK, Trump knows how serious this is. And yeah. okay, yes, he did. He understood how serious this was, but but like Jen said, what he does though is he takes delight in describing the death and the destruction, just like he did. Now I don't remember exactly when this was, but I do remember him like taking that delight, and when when he was talking about human trafficking and he was describing the women being bound and oh, gagged,
1: like, like the the back of the windowless van. Yes.
0: Driving. Yes. And yes. so and, and it was like he was going on about women being ga- bound and gagged. And it was like he was taking delight. And it also brings me to Mary Trump. And I don't have the tweet in front of me, but she said something like, uh, you know, Trump has no problem um, ben- you know, benefiting from your death. And then when you do die, he ignores right. it. So so th- so it's not just that he understood that that people would die it's almost like he was excited about it. And I, and I do agree with, with Jen there because I feel like it's not, you know, I think people underestimate Trump and they overestimate Trump. You know, I mean, he's, we're still trying to figure him out. And I think that's why all these books coming out, like the Michael Cohen book and anybody who has had experience with him up close and the Mary Trump book, at least it gives us some kind of insight as to what the fuck is going on because he's just, you know... <sighs> We all have our opinions. He says it because he's trying to distract us and he's trying to do this. and, And then everybody argues, no, it's not a distraction. Everything's a distraction. And we all fucking don't know. We just don't know. But I think now that we're starting to you know, zero bit, things are starting to drop. We're, 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 zeroing in on his behavior. But I think that, I think that that's part of it, but I wanted to ask you with the Woodward thing, because this is a, this is a question that I've been, or, the, you know, there, there's the accusation that it's kind of like Woodward's fault in that he didn't, um, make it known when he found out. And, and, and my initial response, and I've kind of changed it. And then I'll ask you, my initial response was if I were Bob Woodward, Now, this, I don't know what kind of, you know, he's got a book deal, so perhaps he has signed a contract where he's not allowed, he wasn't allowed to talk anything before the book came out. So maybe that was part of it. But understanding that the president was, uh, you know, we knew he was lying, but he had proof. He admitted it. Proof that Trump knew. I feel like, you know, I, I, I felt like I should say, if it were me, I would, I'm not pointing my finger at Bob Woodward and I'm not saying it's his fault and i believe people would have died anyway but i would have just felt like knowing this it would have been i think really difficult for me to not make it public at the time but then the but then right. the flip side is Trump trusted him like an idiot. Like, did did he realize who he was talking to? The guy who fucking brought down Nixon? (laughs) But it's like Trump trusted him. and
1: He doesn't even know what Watergate
0: is. (laughs) It's like Trump trusted him. So it's like Bob Woodward was allowing, you know, that trust to happen. So he could just keep spilling more beans and spilling more beans. But I mean, like, what's your thought on that?
1: Uh, I'm, uh, part of it, oh, it's such a tough subject. (laughs) In essence, I'll say, well, it it is, it's like, how do I spin this? I'm not spinning it, but in essence, I agree with you. Had it been me,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't think I would have kept quiet about it for eight months or six
0: months. Right.
1: However, I'm not Bob Woodward, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't like to, to me, that sounds almost suspiciously like blaming somebody else rather than blame Trump.
0: Yeah, no, I blame like, Trump. You know,
1: people get mad at Woodward for not telling him, but at the same time, you know, the, people, the guy who did this is the president. Yeah, no, I totally Joe intrigued. Biden wasn't president yet. It seems like that same school of thought is everything's trying to defer, like, oh, we all know how terrible Trump is. Why aren't you telling everybody? Yeah. Well, we already know, you know. So documentary evidence, as he had, um... While it should, I would think, spur the House of Representatives to, you know, all they can do is impeach him again.
0: Yeah.
1: And politically, is that something they want to do two months before an election? Politics does come into it, and none of us like it. Yeah. Let's put it that way. If I was in the House right now, I would have a hard time knowing exactly what to do, too. Yeah. Um, Because it is complicated. Because the main goal, obviously, is this guy is very dangerous for Mm -hmm. our country. Mm -hmm. Never tells the truth. We we can't have him as president anymore. Um, But on the other hand, the last impeachment, all it did was give Trump credibility.
0: Yeah.
1: Ultimately, because it failed. The Senate rallied around, refused to convict. Trump, you know, that's it. The Teflon Don again. Right. Um, So politically, it's like, you know what? Run your campaign. Let Biden knock him out. Let truth ultimately prevail. Yeah. You know, the Attorney General and the Southern District of New York go after him afterwards. But that seems cynical as in life, lives are in danger right now. Mm-hmm. And and could have any lives been saved had Woodward's revelations come out in March. So ultimately you have to think about what you're doing it for. Are you doing it to save lives mm-hmm. or are you doing it to save your job?
0: Yeah, well, and I mean, I, I I'm not one of these people who blames Woodward at all. I just like, I look at it from my own point yeah. of view. How could I... You know, and and do I think that him coming out at that time, would it have made a difference? I really don't think so. Maybe one life or two life or three lives could be saved. But in the grand scheme of things, it Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been um, like this huge part of the population. I I think that it, I think things would have pretty much played out the way they played out because Trump is the president. And again, I don't know if, you know, if if Woodward I think he might have addressed this and but I didn't hear it. But I don't know if Woodward had to keep it under wraps just because for the book. You know what I mean? The stuff that he he was under contract. Right. And so maybe he had to keep this, but it it just comes down to like as a human being, not as a journalist, not as a, as an activist or anything like that, just as a human being understanding this knowledge. And again, it's not pointing a finger. It's like, how would, how would you feel if it were you? And I know that I would have a tough time, but, but the thing about it though is, you know, he is a journalist. He's, he's not an activist, but knowing that the book is going to come out now and, and, and he, at the end of the book, he says Trump is not fit and admits that, you know, he's never in all of his years come to any kind of conclusion about the fitness of any kind of president. He just reported the facts. But in this particular case, as you said on the show last night, he did come to this, um, you know, kind of ending where he's like, OK, Trump, he, he shouldn't be president, which OK, duh. But still, the right. fact that he's a journalist and he's saying that's right. a big deal. So and, and I do. Nice <laughs> Yeah, I do believe that it's important in these last days. You know, I've said on Twitter a couple of times, it's almost like we need an October surprise every single day. And it's not that it's going to move his base, although some people in his base will be moved, but mostly it's about... Talking to those either non voters or or the voters who, you know, who aren't sure as far as like, you know, maybe they're independents and they're they're happy with some things that he's done and they don't like other things. And so it's like it's just if you keep heaping it on right before the election, it definitely could have a negative effect, a negative effect. And I mean, and then you add to it the fact that he, you know practically forgotten now last week that we heard he referred to veterans and military personnel as losers and suckers. So, you know, that was something uh, that was a big deal. And I'm just waiting. And I wanted to ask you too, if you think this is going to happen, but I would really love to see now some of the big major newspapers calling for his resignation. Not that I think he would resign, but you know, again, the, the show of unity against him do you think we're going to see that? Because they were they were telling Bill Clinton he needed to resign over lying about a blowjob. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, um, I agree that, uh, um, yeah, I do think that the editorial board, every major newspaper certainly, uh, should make it quite clear to the American public this is a unique circumstance. This yeah. isn't, you know, uh, party ideology. This man should not be president. Yeah. Um, because it is a unique event and a lot of people were caught off guard at the beginning at, at how inept and how uh venal, you know, he is and couldn't believe that it could get that bad. Well now he's demonstrated mm-hmm. uh quite clearly. Um and if you still are on the roof or are still in supporter, I don't know what to tell you at this point. And yeah, <laughs> then you obviously then your hardline ideology um Far exceeds your empathy for your fellow man.
0: That's all I can say. Yeah.
1: Uh, And if that's the case, God bless. Right. Uh, But the rest of us are going to go and try to save our democracy.
0: So, okay. Now, as as somebody who's running for house, how how much are you going to be able? Just you know, just for people out there who I mean, I know my audience is political junkies, but still, there might be some people who don't fully understand what you might be able to accomplish as a house rep? I mean, obviously you can vote along lines with the Democrats, but I mean, what, what can you do to make, you know, as a house rep to help out your community and your state?
1: Okay. That is a great question. Cause a lot of people misunderstand that, you know, they'll see a stop sign knocked down and they'll say, why isn't my Congressman doing anything about that? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> a federal <laughs> office is quite different than your, you know, your local city council, yeah. which is different than your, your yeah. local, you know, uh, school board, and people often uh, forget the thing that most important in their life is probably their local school board. Yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. what they should get involved in, especially, if you, have, you know, if you have school age kids. Um, so all politics are local, as we put it. But mm-hmm. what I can do um, from a federal position, one, uh, it gives me a very large platform mm-hmm. to start spreading education. And, uh, you know, a vision for the future that's not based upon party propaganda, mm-hmm. which is the main thing we do now, with our practice in social media, is we just want people we pay to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's first and foremost. The other thing um, that we do, um, can do from federal office, is you get on the right committees that directly apply to your district in mm-hmm. our state. And our uh, the, the coastal and environmental, oh, I should really know the name of that committee. I had written down <laughs> uh, the one that deals with coastal and environmental causes. Uh, there is a committee for that, the house, uh, natural resource. Okay, sorry, I do know the job. I'm just tired. We're <laughs> no,
0: morning. you, I, I'm, I lose um, my train of thought constantly.
1: Yeah, it happens. Uh, so yeah, you get on committees like that, and then you start saying, hey, you know what, in Louisiana, you talk about climate change being theoretical. You know, we got less Louisiana than we did last week. So maybe we ought to do something about that. Um, And that's a big part is what committees you can get on. You know, I'm not interested in the the Hollywood quote unquote, not Hollywood, California, but the the sexy committees, you know, uh, that that get on TV a lot. Uh, I'm not an attorney, uh, so I don't want to be on like the judicial and things like that. I want on the practical committees, also NASA. We're prime down here, mm-hmm. right between Houston and Huntsville, you know, prime for uh, NASA projects exploring the world. I think that's an underutilized thing, uh, especially in this administration. And then, you know, why aren't we on in Mars yet? Well, because yeah. we <laughs> don't have president who even knows that Mars is a planet. So, you know, that would be helpful. Um, so that's another thing a federal rep can do. Uh, the other one is, uh, as you said, um, photo long party lines for the, the right bills to get the healthcare improved to get yeah. uh, infrastructure package. Era, uh, yeah. To, to like finally <laughs> sign on to the era yeah. and pass that after 50, what is it up to 40, 43 years that yeah. they've been trying to pass the era. Um, and the other big one is uh, this is what I'm running on is ideas. We can propose legislation, right, um, that benefits the entire country, but does it with an eye towards. Our own circumstance, which nobody, you know, outside out of here knows. We're not a big state, mm-hmm. but Louisiana twenty five percent of the nation's oil and gas flows through here. Hmm. So when they hear Green New Deal, they hear mass unemployment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that's of course because the local uh, propaganda machine immediately starts pointing out: mm-hmm. if the Democrats pass Green New Green New Deal, you are all going to be unemployed, right? And it's like, well, no, that's not the case, and it's actually. Uh, within the Green New Deal proposes uh, job training towards yeah. uh, alternative fuel industries to utilize uh, wave generators and wind turbine farms and solar energy is our big push. And that's part of it is to, you know, is educating people mm-hmm. on, no, this is what we're doing. We're trying to get you uh, job training, even at the age of 49, you're getting yeah. laid off from the, the, the drill platform, but we're gonna train you and we're gonna pay you the same and you're gonna you know put in solar panels. yeah. And just that's all people really look out for. Ultimately, uh, people based on their own self-interest, but they don't vote for their own self-interest. Yeah, um, they they vote because somebody tells them, oh, this guy's a good guy who's going to protect your, mm-hmm. you know, your right to carry firearms and your right to free speech, and the other guys, you know, is trying to take all that away. It's just it's lies. Yeah, so they know what I'm trying to do is get you a 21st century job that stops polluting our planet so much. <laughs> so maybe we don't have these uh, category four hurricanes rolling 200 miles inland in Louisiana. You know,
0: yeah, and like orange, orange change. skies on the on the west coast.
1: And and the, yeah, the fires on the west coast all the way up to Oregon now, Oregon, and Washington.
0: Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's terrifying. I mean, they've got they've got fire tornadoes I mean, now.
1: It's- right, the fire Uh Somebody showed me a video on that. The meeting last night, and uh, I, we were actually going to tweet one of those today or tomorrow because uh, I'd never seen one before.
0: Yeah, neither and, have uh, I.
1: You know, well, I and was, and this is like, wow, this has to be twenty twenty. You know, it's just it, it can't be another <laughs> well, Of
0: Well, you know, I was. I lived. I moved to Maryland in twenty eighteen in February, but just before that, um, I was living in Santa mm-hmm. Rosa, California, which is Northern California there was a fire storm. Right. Now I had grown up in Southern California and I'm, I was, you, you know, over the years definitely saw increase of fires. There was actually a time when I was driving, I lived in Glendale, California, and I was driving to Santa Clarita, which was up North. So I was heading North on the five freeway and on either side okay. of me, there were mountains and both of them were on fire. And I remember, you know, I was like a wow. sales rep and I had to drive to somebody's store and I was going to take their order. And I mean, you know, I guess right. it was considered dangerous, but the tra- they hadn't closed the freeway. So as I was driving to my client, you know, here on both sides, like I said, I was surrounded by fire. And then right before I left Southern California, I lived in Northern Glendale and I had the the view outside of my my living room window which was basically all window because it was two big sliding glass doors. The San Gabriel Mountains were on fire and it was at the time it was a it was the it was the biggest wildfire in California, I think maybe all of California, but it, for sure Southern now that's already, they've already surpassed, you know, that's now not the biggest, there's a bigger right. one before, you know, um, but there were definitely call, there was robo calls to my place all the time telling me to be ready and be prepared. So that was really scary. And then when I moved up to Santa Rosa right before, like I said, right before my boyfriend and I moved back to Maryland, there was a fire storm. So what that meant was it was, uh, like 80 mile an hour winds and you know there were it. I guess PG&E, which is Pacific Gas and Electric, who brought us. Right. He, you know, it was that they? They were the they were the same ones in that movie with Julia Aaron Brockovich, who you know got all those people sick from yes. the water. Yeah. So it's the same PG&E who were not clearing the brush. You know, in in certain and areas. And chromium. Yes, chromium. Right in the movie and then and in you know and then when I was living there they weren't clearing brush so I guess the these high winds knocked a power thing down or whatever and then there was this huge fire. But the crazy thing was the fire was spreading so quickly and in the middle of the night it had because there was like eighty mile an hour winds, it had jumped the freeway and obliterated entire neighborhoods that normally would not be threatened so much. But it was because of those high winds and it's like, yeah, we definitely need a Green New Deal and we need people to understand that they're, they're going, like you said, they're going to get paid the same, they're going to be paid and trained and then they'll, they'll have jobs. And, and some of, you know, in some cases where people are going in coal mines, they won't have to do that anymore. You know, they won't have to go down in the coal mine anymore. So, you know, I mean, it's so important for, for, I just want to keep stressing how important it is for Democrats to explain things to people because it just seems like so many people don't get it. And if more Democrats just took that initiative and like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what it means. Talk plain, talk simple. That's what people really like, you know? They, I think people really react positively when you just, A, treat them like their concerns are legitimate and that they're capable of understanding, even if they don't understand every single detail, but just like the overall details of what's happening. I think people really appreciate it, and that's why your style, that's why I'm attracted to your style, because you just, you, you, you just say it plain, and that's what people well, amen like. amen to that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're uh, just giving you a heads up. We are heading up now north of uh, Sulfur, and we've had cell uh, phone trouble out here. So okay. it's you know that well, let's we are just... heading that the hurricane-affected zone. Uh, <sighs> so we're probably crazy. about uh, ready to wind that up. All
0: right. Well, why don't I'm you... I'm lose
1: signal at some point.
0: Why don't you tell everybody before you lose signal where they can find you? First of all, your Twitter handle and okay. then where to donate.
1: Okay, uh, I am on Twitter at at Rob Anderson twenty eighteen, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, our website, where uh, you know, obviously everything we try to steer traffic to there because it's got all the links to media and whatnot. Yeah. Plus our policies. That mm-hmm. is uh, just robandersonforcongress.com. dot com. Awesome. Um, very simple to find. I'm also on Facebook at Rob Anderson for Louisiana obviously we're not all that big on facebook anymore but you know
0: (laughs) yeah take it where you can get it (laughs) i think i'm
1: gonna nuke it after november but
0: (laughs) yeah well that's probably a good idea well it's good to talk to you and i really i really 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 wish you all the best and everybody should go and donate to rob he needs some help so let's help him out and thank you for being on the show again rob
1: thank you kimberly as always an honor and a pleasure and Yep, I'll keep seeing you on Twitter and hopefully and uh, what is it, 50 days. Yeah, 50 uh, days. We'll, we'll, shock, we'll shock the world.
0: Let's do it. All right, you take care. Stay safe. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Boy, I hope he wins. And I hope that, you know, I, what I also hope is that more and more Democrats have his kind of way, you know, his plain way. Just straight up, say the truth, talk about the issues, don't be afraid. I really love that. That's the kind of governing that I, I respond to favorably you know when you're just straight with me tell me the truth don't sugarcoat shit so that's what he's all about and and I know that he's got the support of I know he did a it was a no dems left behind zoom kind of thing and I know Kristen Johnston was part of it I do believe Brooklyn Dad Defiant was part of it too so you know he's definitely got some um, really cool people that support him and they have been on my show, too. <laughs> but go ahead, like, you know, like we said, go ahead, go ahead, I can't even talk, go ahead to his site and take a look. I do want to mention that didn't have time to talk about this on the show, but I wanted to mention there was an article in the Huffington Post and it's called COVID-19 is, well, me- oh, it's not, it's not called this. This is what the, this is what the article was about. COVID-19 is messing with everyone's mental health. Here are subtle signs it's affecting yours. So there are ten signs, and I just wanted to quickly go over them because I'm experiencing some of these signs, and I'll I'll note the ones that I'm experiencing. But one is you're feeling more tired than usual, even if you don't do much during the day. You're not sleeping well. You startle easily. I thought that was kind of an interesting one. It's basically out of it's because of anxiety. If that's what's happening to you, if you startle more easily than you used to, it's because perhaps there's like this low uh, grade anxiety that's happening with all of us. Another one is you're channeling lots of energy into hobbies or activities. Um, I am into Twitter, but I always do. So I can't say that you or conversely, you don't have much interest in anything. Sometimes I do feel that way. You have intense loneliness. I can't say that I have intense loneliness because I do live with someone but i know that people who live alone some people love it and they're really good at being alone but still it's really fucking hard and so i know a lot of people are experiencing that um there's also you're experiencing reactivation or agi- uh wait yeah reactivation or agitation of other mental health conditions despair depression whether it's low grade or not you're getting more headaches or other physical issues. Um, hello, that's happening to me. I'm going to say something about that in just a second. You get angrier, or have more frequent outbursts. Mm, yeah, a little bit. I mean, depends though, you know, I can start my day. I go on Twitter. That's what I do first thing. And all I need to do is see something that pisses me off and I, or two or three things that piss me off in a row and i'm trying very hard now that when that happens and it almost happens every day now because the news is getting more and more upsetting i really try to not allow that first that first bit of information coming into my head that's upsetting to me to dictate my day because you know how like when you start off in a bad mood it seems like it just keeps getting worse or the bad mood continues i'm really making an effort right now that if i see something that makes me angry First thing, I I I I don't know. I either do like a little meditation where I just relax myself and remind myself of the good things in my life, or or I go watch a comedy thing on YouTube or something to kind of break that 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 frustration and anger. And then the ten <laughs> number ten is you keep forgetting things. Oh my God! You know when I was talking to uh, Alex Mahajer and um, I can't remember the other gentleman's name that I was talking to on Wednesday, they were talking about getting the vote out. And I started in on this thing. I, I edited it out of the show, but I started in this whole topic and right in the middle of it, I'm like, huh? Well, what, what, what the fuck was I even talking about? I couldn't even remember. So maybe that's just because I'm 52 and I'm dealing with menopause and I've got brain fog, which I actually do, but I don't know, maybe not. But see, then I, I've been getting headaches too lately since I think last week, every day I get a headache and it's been freaking me out because I take Advil every day now, and I only take it once, but I don't like to take Advil. If I can, I mean, I'll take it if I have to, but I really try to avoid it. But it's gotten to the point where I don't feel like I can avoid it because the headache is getting in the way. I think part of it, it may be the stress of COVID and Trump and all of that. But I do also know that I don't know if, if some of you may remember this. I'm, I have new patrons now, but back in January, I had a lump on my tonsil and it was removed. It's benign and there's nothing wrong with me. But I had, before it was removed, I had, a. I think it was a CT scan and they found out, and I don't know how to say this correctly, but in my neck, in my spine, there, there are two areas in between my vertebrae that don't have any cushioning. So that's really bad and it's, it's really bad. And I think part of the reason that I have these headaches is because of the way I hold my head while I'm working. And and I'm going to have to change that. But it just came up in the last week and a half. So I'm not really sure if it's just, you know, a combination of feeling anxious, because I am. I can really tell the difference now as we are heading into this home stretch before the election and watching Trump go completely insane. I mean, this morning alone, I think he, in a very short period of time, put out 50 tweets and, you know, he's talking about how he wants to be president for the rest of his fucking life and everything. So it's, it's upsetting. It's really scary and it's upsetting. We see, we see certain things that make us feel hopeful. And then you like, I tweeted, I tweeted yesterday that when you're on Twitter, it goes like this. Trump is ahead in, you know, X, States. And then Biden is ahead in Texas. And then Hispanics are voting for Trump. And then something positive about Biden and negative, you know, I mean, it's like, it's kind of all this back and forth mixed information that you're getting. Polls are up for Biden. Polls are down for Biden. Polls are up for Trump. Trump's probably going to win. Maybe he's not going to win. Maybe Biden's going to win. I mean, it's like you're getting it. If you're just going to go by what you're seeing on social media, you're completely confused. I mean, that that holds true to cable news, too, because, again, they are interested in ratings and they are interested in that salacious kind of content that gets people crazy. All of it makes us crazy at this point. But I think that part of this experience that I'm having is a little bit anxiety. So I just wanted to run through that, that list because some of us might be feeling this. And if you do, the best, I mean, all I can say is try to figure out, like, once again, I started doing yoga, I did it, and then I dropped it. I'm going back to it now. And I've, I'm doing 30 days of yoga, not every day in a row, but I am going to there's this there's a girl on YouTube named Adrian. It's called uh, yoga with Adrian. So she's got this challenge thing where you're it's, whether it's a challenge or not, but it's just 30 days of, you know, you start off really, really, really easy. And I guess you increase the intensity with each workout. So I'm going to do that. No matter what, even though I, um, you know, partly because I've I've gone back to working out. I had stopped for a while. I've gone back to it. And because I'm older, (sighs) I can't lose weight like I used to. So everything is so frustrating to me. So I've been working out really, really, really hard and not seeing the results that I want to see. So as long as I'm not seeing results, I might as well just say, fuck it, I'm going to do this yoga. I'm going to see because people... On YouTube, reviewed the 30-day with with Adrian thing, and they all said that there were positive results. It's not that they were all talking about skinny; they were. It's just that they, you know, some had headaches that went away, some had back aches that went away, and you get your core strength and blah 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 blah. And it's also like this whole mindset when you get into yoga. And I'm not going to be able to go to a yoga studio at this point because of COVID. Plus, I don't really like going to studios. But maybe down the line, when we're allowed to go out in public again and not be afraid. Maybe down the line, I might sign up for yoga classes if I really like it so that I can have a teacher really show me what I'm doing wrong and help me do it correctly. But anyway, so I'll keep you guys posted on my headaches with the, uh, with the yoga thing and see if it makes any difference. But that's it. Don't forget, I'm going to be interviewing Noel Kasler. I cannot wait on Wednesday. That's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to talk to him about stupid fucking bitch Ivanka. That's going to be awesome. Hope you can tune in. No patrons only shows this week. And don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Author Kimberly. You can also find my books at Amazon.com. I've, I've got the link in my uh, Patreon description. It says link tree. Go on that. You got all those links and... I will see you on Wednesday with Noel Kassler.